0: Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous because it's the first time I'm preaching but I think you are one of the easiest and nicest audience to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do it to so that helps a <laughs> lot. Um, and last week, yeah, it's the beginning of the year it might feel already that it's been going on for a while for some people but um, yeah, this year we start together as a church to talk about well actually the series called Start um, looking together at some key issues to start off this year really well and last week Val has started off with it uh, we a preach about looking up. Uh, where does my help come from? And during that time, we shared about who Jesus is and that He is the Lion and the Lamb and the Alpha and the Omega. He is like everything that we need, and He is our provider for everything that we need. And today, I'm gonna continue a little bit on that. Actually, next step, it's um, today. It is about start putting first things first. Um, and I actually really like the story that Baha shared yesterday, and I think for today it's also a nice way when he talked about his surfing experience, very um, jealous making, but the idea that when you're going to stand up on a surfing board, I've tried it once, I didn't manage to stand up. So I was looking down at my feet and he said, you should not do that, because you're wobbly, you're not looking. But when you look up and you look at where you're going or to the horizon, you find a and I think in our life, and it was also what has said. When we look up to Jesus, it gives us direction where to go. It gives yeah. us the balance that we need. Um, but today, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more practical, maybe about how do we do that—that that looking to Him uh, in a, yeah in our everyday life. And yeah, I hope to some degree to find some answers and um, yeah, or to encourage you to do that um, yeah. but I'm first quickly going to pray uh, with us for the talk. but I want to thank you for today for all the people that are here that we could come I want to thank you for what you've done for us Lord that we can get to know you that we can come before you and I also want to thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit Lord will you um, help me this morning when I'm speaking and also I want to pray for yeah everyone who's here Lord will you uh, open our hearts and our minds to hear what you have to say to each one of us and it might be different, it might be something that's actually not really what the preach is about Lord, but will you speak to us will you bring us close to you again yeah. or even more than we are now to ask that in Jesus name Amen. Amen. So I'm going to start with reading a little bit um, from scripture. And I will read from Mark 1, verse 29 to 39. And this is quite in the beginning of Jesus' uh, ministry. And where we start to read, he had just visited the mother in law of uh, Simon, who's later called Peter, and she's been healed. So I started... Oh, not in verse 29. I will start in verse uh, 32. At the evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed and Simon and those who were with him searched for him when they found him they said to him everyone is looking for you but he said to them let us go into next towns that I might preach there also because for this purpose I have come forth and he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons Um, why I picked this uh, First is because you see all the busyness around Jesus. There's so much happening. He just had, yeah, someone has been healed, Uh, the mother in law of one of his uh, disciples, and people come and go, and it's a very busy time. And then in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and he departed to a solitary place and he prayed. Mm -hmm. And then he stayed there until they were looking for him, and then it continued, all the busyness. But in all that hectic time, he took that time really to spend time with God and we see them more often in when we read about Jesus life that he withdraws himself from the people and even from his close friends the disciples to spend time with God and in Luke um, 5 verse 15 and 16 it also said uh, yeah it mentions that again yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and be healed of their sickness but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed um, when I was reading a little bit more about it, um, yeah, the study by and in that study by Bible actually had a very nice way of putting that part of um, Mark 35, and for me it was an encouragement, um, and yeah, I will draw a little bit further on that, and that is the word pray that is used in Mark's tense verb, it's an actual continuation, ac- continuing action, it's not he prayed for that moment, but it's like continual, and yeah, it said that Jesus' prayer life was planned, private, and prolonged. He got up early enough, got far enough away, and stayed at it long enough. And yeah, I want you to keep a little bit at remembering when, yeah, when I continue. So today, I want to be looking a little bit with you on how to spend how we spend time with God. And a lot can be said about this. And actually, I'm looking up to a lot of people in this room on your journey with God. So I think. Most of the things I will tell is very well known to you, and you have your own experiences with it. Um, And I don't think I will be saying many new things. But I hope to inspire and motivate you again a little bit Mm -hmm. to find new ways to spend time with God. um, And in this year, to set a new tone for what is to come, uh, that our desire to search for him and to, in all business of life, to be with him will increase, no matter at which point, actually, in your journey of faith you are at this moment, if you feel far away or close by. Um, I'll be looking from three points, a bit more, <laughs> it's a bit practical, maybe, but uh, reading the Bible, which I think is very, yeah, it's important, praying, and also something what I call more dwelling, so it's not what reaction, but just the uh, act of being in God's presence, um, it can be linked there. But before going there, there is one point I want to share, as I think it's very important, and it links also a bit to what Sarah said this morning. Um, but I'll come to that later. We we are God's children, and when I see parents with their children, it doesn't matter if they are super messy or grumpy or whatever, when they come to them and want to be with them, you you take them with you, and it's, it's not that you... Yeah, and God also is that with them. If it's been a long time since we've been with them or we far, yeah, feel far away or just are always very close we can always come to him um, and when I think about spending time with God mostly there is some kind of guilt um, you know you want to do it you know it's good for you to do it but you don't do it as much as you want to do it or um, yeah Phil put it very nicely when we talk so I'm just going to quote you actually <laughs> 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 we are made to know God to know God and live our life oriented around me and we know God through a number of different ways Uh, but a key mean of grace which I really like how you said that is prayer and his word and even though it is a key mean of grace it's something that God has done for us we tend to turn it around and see it in a way of earning points but that's not what it is Um, it is yeah we are receiving from him so when looking at this and also, when thinking about spending time with God, don't put it as a checklist of scoring points. And oh, I've spent now so much time with God, so now I can, I'm definitely up to that level that I can receive something. Or I'm not there because I can't ask, because I haven't spent time with God. It's, it's not like that. It's a way that we can be intimate with God. We can to get to know him more. So having said <laughs> all that, uh, I want to go more to the three different points and starting off with reading the Bible. And yeah, each part of the Bible shows us something about who God is. It points towards Jesus. It gives us directions of how we can live our lives. And um, yeah, in Timothy 2, verse uh, 3, verse 16, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, it uh, says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it, even in the also in the Old Testament, in Psalm 119, the word of God is celebrated. It talks about several points about how it's meditating on the laws and on the words of God. Um, and it also includes at first that, verse that God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So from all these things, especially those yeah, those two verses, a, li- a lamp for my feet and a light to my path, it gives direction on where to go, but also the other part, it, it helps us to be thoroughly equipped for every good work and to help each other. It's, it should be uh, so much an encouragement to be reading and to really dive into it. For me, of all these points, this is, I think, the most challenging one, because I get quickly distracted, and I don't find reading that easy. Um, yeah, or it doesn't really sink in. So I, uh, yeah, I think it's nice. I always find Fun. it nice when people share a little bit of how they do it. So today, with each of the three points, I think I'm going through it a bit quick, but that's fine. Uh, I will share a few things that helped for me yes. and maybe we can afterwards also share or s- help each other to find new ways to keep each other excited about reading the Bible or find ways like one of the um, things that I did for a while was to pick a piece that I was reading and then just think of what speaks to me and not really trying being too like oh I want to understand it and try analytically reading it which is also good. Um, but at that time, it worked more like, oh, what is God pointing out to me in this part? And then it can just be one verse that one word just touches your heart, or can be in a whole passage that you see something of who God is or how humans are behaving. Or to look at, um, yeah, what does it teach me or show me about Jesus or about myself? Um, and yeah one thing that I found <laughs> easy when I had a long commute. I find it really, this I find really hard when i 'm working and there 's a lot going on to do it. I was reading through the yeah you have all these schedules right that you can read through the Bible in one year. I start off this of all the new year 's resolution this is the one that I try every year. <laughs> And then I start in Genesis, and then by the time I'm in memory, (laughs) I quit. So that part of the Bible I've read, I think, so many times, (laughs) and the rest rest just kind of fades away. Um, But one thing that actually helped me to get through a lot further was the Bible in one year. It's an app also. It's a schedule, but it's also an app. And they have it written um, that you can listen to it. So when I was commuting to work, I was listening to it in the quiet trains, and it went through a piece of the Old Testament piece of New Testament and often something like the Psalms or uh, Proverbs and then some reflection on it and for me that was a way that was way better to yeah, to do it actually so I want to yeah encourage you to think also maybe when you're struggling with this to think of different ways um, how you can still get the word of God every day in your life because there's so much knowledge in it and when you do it regularly even though you might not be fully committed all the time you still learn things and you build in habit and from that yeah I think it's it's good to do that so the um, second point that I want to talk about was prayer and I think we all know the value of prayer and the importance of praying together um, that we do a lot praying for things intercession but also praying on your own and In Philippians 4, verse uh, 6 and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And I find this always such a beautiful promise, to keep praying for things and to keep also bringing your worries to God even though it might feel small or insignificant or you might feel indeed very far away to yeah, to be with, with him um, and when we look yeah, just coming back to that verse that I read in the beginning that Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray, or he would withdraw himself and pray um, it's what's said in the verse in Matthew uh, and one commentary of Matthew Henry. He wrote also, Jesus departed into a solitary place. Though he was in no danger of distraction or of temptation to feign glory, yet he retreated. And if even Jesus did that when he was man of God, how much more when we are so quickly distracted, there is so Mm. much around us. How important is it that we take our time to get to a place of being alone where there's no distraction where where you can be with God and really pray Um, and also when in the Beatitudes when Jesus talks about prayer he first talks about motives of prayer it's in uh, Matthew 6 verse 5 to 14 so for who do you pray is it you show off Or showing other people that you have such a good prayer life that you're so close to God or to connect with God and there Jesus actually says and when you pray you shall not be like the hypocrites Mm -hmm. for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street that they may be seen by men assuredly I say to you they have their reward but you when you pray go to your room and when you have shut the door pray to your father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. And then after that, he starts to teach the Lord there on how to... Yeah, what... They ask him, how can we then pray? But I think there's something important when I read this about, yeah, intentionally setting time apart with God and withdrawing from all the other uh, distractions and other things and really meet with God who knows our heart and Um for praying, especially when I pray alone, uh, going to a practical thing, you can also sometimes get in it's very good, but sometimes you I like with the hour of the praying for an hour thing, or you have set some time apart for it and you just feel yourself going into the same pattern of the same things but you want to change. There are, I think it's also nice to show different ways with each other to pray. Um to, yeah, try maybe new things. And one thing I've actually taught sometimes on kids, um, but it's stuck in my head so often, is based on how the Lord's Prayer is built up, but it's based on your hand. And I like it. The first thing is like a thumbs up. It's good to thank God for who He is. Just not things that He has done, but for who He is, His character traits, just or other things. And then the finger up. Your wise finger is praising God for what he has done. Um, can be anything, <laughs> but praising him. And then the middle finger would be confession of sin and repentance, um, laying that for him. The ring finger is where people wear their wedding ring for the people, for others, for people close to you or for intercession. And then the last one, the pink, the pinky one is for your own, for your own needs. Um, so that's one thing that sometimes I feel be mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just praying for myself, and yeah. oh yeah, mm-hmm. let me do that. <laughs> um, and another thing that I've learned when I was in, um, yeah, some know that, I was a year in South Africa, and I'll come back to that later as well, but we had to spend sometimes so much time praying or just being with God, <laughs> and they gave us some tips also how to do that when you when you have a long time and you want to be in his presence, how to, yeah. <coughs> What do you do and one thing i have some copies of this it's um it's a way that has been is from dick Eastman from a book of him the hour that changes the world and it's a way um to pray for an hour and praying for an hour to me it seems a lot and long and how do you feel that Uh, this sermon is not even half an hour so um but it cuts it up in five minute pieces of five minutes and to go through it, and I have a few i don't think I've enough for everyone, but i have, I've made a few printouts of this, which you can also take with you if you would like it, but yeah for me sometimes those kind of practical things help me to um, try a new way and to be again uh, inspired and to spend more yeah once try to spend a full hour of praying and I remember the second time I used this i looked up, I didn't really look at my phone I was just like, okay, this is roughly five minutes and I ended up praying much longer Mm -hmm. actually Mm. and sometimes you're shorter or whatever but it's a nice way to go through different uh, yeah, different things Um, yeah, so that was the part on prayer and then the last part I want to mention was, um, yeah is what I call dwelling I like that word because it has some kind of like prayer or reading the Bible has a very action to it. You're actively doing something. While dwelling or resting in God's presence, it's also just a state of. For me, it is a time where I, where I'm just with God, and it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm there with, with Him. Um, some people would maybe call that uh, also a way of prayer. Um, yeah, for me for example when I walk through nature I think everybody has their own things but for me when I walk through nature I and I'm alone I just can't help but start worshipping God or I see things and I'm so again I've God feels really close to me at those moments and I know of other people that have it when they are listening to some music that they can really experience even though it's my yeah maybe classical music or something that God is very close or when they are together with other Christians and sharing about it in a very deep way Um, and yeah I earlier I think in the beginning when we came together um, yeah and sometimes also other times the verse from Psalm 91 came up several times he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will say to the Lord he is my refuge my fortress, my God in him I will trust. And you see it also in the Bible it's talk about people who walk with God. Um when uh, Joshua, very <laughs> well known king yeah, not king, the the depar- the one who came after um, Moses. Um yeah, he's also he's known for his walk yeah, his trust in God and um yeah i think that comes from a close walk with god in everything uh, and when in um, yeah when i was reading a little bit on the beginning of Joshua it says when yeah moses passed away and god speaks to him like now you are the, the one and i think we all know those verse like be strong and courageous what is being said and there also it's written this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you still meditate in it day and night, that you might observe to do accordingly to all that's written in it. And then, um, yeah, it's also from the, yeah, the things I read about it was that the meditating, that's more than just contemplating, but also the idea is that one should reflect upon God's word in a thoughtful way and appropriating it through personally and applying it to your life. It's like an active way of dealing with the word of God which can be done through reading, yeah, linking those um, things together. So I think in Joshua's life, you see a lot of victories as well. And Mm-mm. there's one, the battles that God has fought for them, you can see a very clear victory. And then the time that Joshua made the choice to not do it, uh, to do it out of own confidence, it doesn't go that like hiccups, eventually they get a the victory, but <laughs> it takes some time, and yeah, I think that's also a good lesson. Them um, and the motivation should be spending time with God. And even though we get a lot of blessing from spending time with God, it should be not like what I said in the beginning oh, I'm gonna do this and then that because then maybe he will listen to me, or earning points, or mm-hmm. like scoring, mm-hmm. um, but to to be with God, to experience His presence, His peace, His joy. Um, and one reason why I also put the dwelling a bit like separately still is, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was the, that time in South Africa, one thing that we had to do was once a month we had something called a solitude day, which some people absolutely hated <laughs> and other people loved <laughs> because we were fasting from food and fasting from talking to anyone and then you're with 60 people you live together you share a room and you can't talk um to spend just time with god and to be by yourself and when you do it for a full day you can't all the time be actively praying and you're not all the time actively reading the bible but you are all the time busy with god in a way and during that those days when we were still with a group we would go for like half a day to a nature park or something, and you could only bring like a few things, like a Bible, a notebook, and I think maybe some Christian music, but I'm not even sure. I think it might also be just those two, those two things, maybe one Christian book to read, but it shouldn't be a novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were super strict with things. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. But during those times, it was for me the first time where I had more time to spend with God than I had things to pray about and things I wanted to read. And while I was just being in a way and then praying in my mind, also some things came up Mm -hmm. in my own heart that I had to work through with him, but it would never have crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. And those moments have actually changed quite a bit in my personal life with God. So, um, yeah, if you have maybe half a day spare in a few months, (laughs) I can encourage you. I do it not as frequently as would want, but then for a while I did it, tried to do it quite a bit. But when I was preparing this, I was like, ah, It might not be that bad to just set a time apart and um, a bit longer than a half hour in which you know you can fit it with all the things that are on top of your mind but that you can really come at rest and at rest with god before other things take over um yeah it's kind of long enough far away enough um part that was written in the beginning so yeah this was what i wanted to um yeah, the main part and yeah, I don't know where you are in your journey it doesn't really matter, but I hope that you know that you can always come to God that he, he is a loving father and um, there are so many different ways how we can get to know him more, that we can feel close to him, but then when we are close to him, things start to fall in place and it's good to make a priority out of putting first things, yeah, putting the right things first. Um, and to share in that gift that he has given us of his word. <coughs> so I would like to pray together, um, and then I would like to read a song. But I want to thank you for the example you've set in your life, Lord, that in the midst of all the busyness of every day, um, or not, Yeah, maybe for you it was every day for us it sounds pretty crazy and extraordinary what you've done healing people but you took the time to get up early mm-hmm. and to spend time with your father with God I want to pray for us as we um, yeah we all have our own ways our own days and our own struggles also to set time apart to be with you and to be fully there Will you take help us t- in doing that? And will you assure us, Lord, that it's not um, a scoring board and there's no need to feel guilt, but we can come to you as children who come to their Father. That we can be resting in your presence and receiving the gift of spending time in prayer and spending time in your word and getting to know you better. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I wanted to end actually with uh, Psalm 23. So I really liked how Mark, you just shared it. So I think it's a beautiful image of God being a shepherd. Uh, and we can just follow him. And when you read it, there's not that much that the psalmist is doing, but it describes a lot of how God is guiding you. So, yeah, I'd like to read it as a closing. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I realized now one thing I wanted to share, but I didn't share. If you are struggling a little bit with how to spend quiet time, also with doing it. I have this, I read this book and for me it was very helpful. It has a lot of different chapters in different ways of the secrets of